This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 110, Casey's Coaching Story. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Is unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. As always, so grateful to have you here. I know I say that all of the time as I intro these episodes, but I mean it because I recently found out there's over 2 million podcasts. Yes, 2 million. And I found this cool little resource called Listen Notes, and it takes your podcast, meaning mine, among all the 2 million or so that are out there. And it tells you like where your podcast ranks in regards to listenership, I guess. And it says I'm in the top 2.5% of podcasts. How cool is that out of like 2 million? So I am so grateful you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't take it lightly that you choose me to help you um, up-level your life. So again, thank you. Today, I have a special treat. I am interviewing my client, Casey Joy, here on the show. Casey and I met a while ago. It was 2015. She was one of my first group coaching clients. And when Casey came to me, she was what I consider like this little bud <laughs> in the dirt coming out. And um, she was just a go-getter. Like, even though she'll talk about her story here on the the podcast, and I'll kind of give you a little glimpse. She's a single mom of three. And um, when I met her, she was just going through this transition of really stepping into this new role in her life, which she will talk about more here in her episode. And um, over the years, I've just seen her gone from this, go from this little bud into this full blossom and bloom. In fact, you know, recently her and I started working together again. And when we had a consult to go back in on a coaching ad- agreement, um, I wrote down on a piece of paper, ready to pop. <laughs> and I could just see that her flower was just phew, ready to bloom. And um, it's just been so fun to watch Casey grow over the years. And so I couldn't help but want to bring her on the show so you can see the long-term impact of somebody who does this work with me. Because now it's been six years, which is crazy. It feels like yesterday that I met Casey. So I hope you enjoy her story. It's a great one. And this episode you can probably see is longer because I wanted her to talk about her story. And you will hear too that Casey and I are now working together. I've actually brought her into my business as a coach. And we talk about a little bit of that. 
And a little spoiler for you is next week, she's going to be my guest on the show where she's going to be more in her coach position and her expert position instead of a client. And we're going to be talking about what she does as a coach and how we're complementing each other now in my business and what she's doing in her business. And it's a beautiful, beautiful partnership. I feel like we were just made to do this right now. Um, I'm so grateful to have her. So I, again, I want you to know about Casey because if you work with me, you're likely going to be working with Casey too. So buckle up, buttercup, get ready, get ready to hear the Casey Joy story. Here she is. Hi, Casey. So excited to have you on the show. I'm always excited to have you, but this is the first time on the podcast. It's the first time on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So today you are Casey, the client. I said in the intro that we're going to have a Casey the Client episode and then Casey the Coach episode. Yeah. Back to back, episode 110, 111. So fun. So let's just talk about you and where you were when we met, which I think was fall 2015. Yeah. So six years ago. <sighs> six years ago. It flies by. Um, six years ago, I was in a beach body group. And somebody else had posted, you were doing like a seven day video for promoting your first launch of unstoppable, become an unstoppable woman Mm -hmm. program. And it was like, oh, let me just keep listening to all of them. And I looked at Sarah and I'm like, I have to be in this program because at the time, it felt like it didn't matter like what I was doing with my life. It felt like I just kept hitting a brick wall. I was, um, I had three kids. I was like kind of battling with my sexuality. Is it okay to be gay? Is it not okay to be gay? Are people going to love me and accept me? How do I, how do I like fully authentically be myself? And so it was like, I listened to your videos and I'm like, wow, I think, I think this is what I needed in my life. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I remember that moment. Um, I even looked on Facebook today was like, did she reach out to me on Facebook? But it must've been email. And I wish I still had that email, but I remember you saying, I've listened to your videos. I know I want to work with you. And me being in my first launch, like I had already had some people join Unstoppable from another freebie I did. And I was like, well, let me just put these videos out there and see what happens. And then you came along and I was like, this is so cool. She just listened to my videos and she wants to work with me. Whereas the other ones, I had nurtured them for like 30 days. And um, yeah. And you're like, I I remember getting on a call with you. I guess it probably would have been like a mini consult from what I remember. And you saying something along the lines of like, I have to make this money work. And at the time it was... $5.97 $5.97 for a 90-day program, which now like we both laugh at. Um, and I remember too, this is silly though, Casey, like I had an early bonus where it was $4.97. I remember feeling so guilty charging me the extra hundred. Like maybe I should just give it to her. And I was like, no, that wouldn't be fair. I told him it was a bonus because I knew that the money was going to be hard for you to come up with, but you did. You came up with it. We came up with it. It was like, yeah, I almost think we pulled like a hundred from the bank account and then split the rest on two credit cards. Yeah, that, yeah, I remember that now. And you did, I think, payments maybe or something. I don't know. There weren't, no, I didn't have to do payments because you let me split it on three cards. Okay. Okay. That's so (laughs) funny. Okay. So 
What was it about those videos, Casey, that you're like, I have to work with this girl? So at the moment that I like got the videos, my mom and I were not talking. Mm. So I, I almost wonder if like in the videos you were talking about the inner mean girl, probably. And at the time it was a lot of, for women, the inner mean girl voice tends to be the voice of our mothers. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. (laughs) I need to figure out this ego inner mean girl thing so that I could figure out how to live the life that like deep inside I really wanted to live. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going back there now and I'm remembering that call again. And I remember thinking, I love this girl's energy. And I don't remember hearing that much about your story, but I remember when you joined at that time was a Facebook community and you introduced yourself again, you showed up with like this, this positive energy and you had stated that you were dating Sarah. And I think you had even stated like, that's a big thing for me to be able to state that. And to me, I was just like another day. Like, I didn't think that much of it. Um, and so too, like getting to know your story throughout the past, next few months was so interesting. So can you kind of just tell everybody in a nutshell, the story of Casey up until that point? Yeah. So up until that point, um, yeah. So it was a big deal for me to introduce Sarah as my partner. Like, this is my girlfriend and this is my family and this is who we are. And Um, up until that point, it was a lot of inner wrestling of like with the church, the church saying that it wasn't okay to be gay and I was going to go to hell. And I'm like, I don't want to go to hell and I want God to love me. And, um, I had a lot of conversations with people within the church, older people and leaders in the church telling me that if I was with Sarah, then because I had children, my kids were also going to go to hell. And I'm like, okay. So I remember one of the goals that I want to work with you on was to figure out, is it okay for me to be gay? Is it okay for me to love Sarah and live this life that I really want to live and also be the amazing mom that I know I can be? And so at the time, it just felt like a lot of inner wrestling. And because of that inner wrestling and that back and forth within myself, it was showing up in so many ways of my life. Like I was getting really frustrated with my children and there was like this in and out back and forth between Sarah and I. And I think ultimately at the end of the program, I was like, I tried blaming like everything possible on Sarah and not taking like, I just don't know. I don't know if it's okay to be gay. And so, I mean, we are, we are married now. So there's, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I remember it was like the way it was portrayed was like, Sarah was not a good fit and you were leaving that relationship. And, um, to, as a newbie coach, I was just like, okay, Casey, like if that's what you think and let you kind of do your thing and we'll get to kind of what happened between those times. I do want to go back, Casey, what were you doing for work? I know you had beach body on the side that you were oh, kind of dabbling in. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Cause that, okay. that was the year 2015. Um, Sarah was like, yeah, just go all in in this beach body thing. Quit your job. I was working at a chiropractor's office front desk. And so at the time that I had hired you, I wasn't working. Only Sarah was working. And so it was a family. We were a family of five. And I think at the time she was only making like 9.25, maybe 9.75 an hour. Wow. So that $597 was a big 
deal. Yeah. No <laughs> joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Okay. So you were doing beach body. You had your three kids. Do you want to go into the story of your children and how they came about? Oh. Sure. Okay. How I have them. Yes. Yeah. So Savannah, I got pregnant with Savannah in my senior year of high school. Um, that was uh, also a big deal. It was a very conservative West Michigan school. Um, I remember being pulled into the principal's office being, I was like highly recommended for me to drop out of the last three months of high school and go to the alternative education. That was one option. And I was graduating with high honors. I had like a 3.8. And the other option was I could graduate, but I would have to order a graduation gown that was three times my size so that nobody would see that I was pregnant. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I graduated high school. I was like, fine, I'll order the gown that's too big. And I graduated high school, had my open house, my parents, my mom and my stepdad were getting a divorce. And so I had to go live with Savannah's dad and parents, um, which is like an hour and a half away from my home. Um, And there was, yeah, there was a lot of difficult moments being pregnant, being away from home. I had just graduated high school. Um, Her dad got really into drugs. And I remember calling my best friends being like, can you guys come get me? I'm like a month and a half away from having my daughter. Um, All of our money is gone. I am not working. Um, It was really big for him to support us. And I wasn't going to work. And that wasn't in my nature because I'd been working since I was like 13. And so they were halfway from, you know, home to where I was living. And I called and I was like, please just turn around and go home because I had nowhere to go. It was like they could come pick me up. But what was I going to do? I had no home to go to. And so I asked them to go back home. And three weeks after Savannah was born, I went and applied at Target. And I started working at Target and the human resources manager at the time. Oh my goodness. She was just amazing. Um, And she was like, you should go like apply for WIC. And I'm like, WIC? What's WIC? And she just like, she just helped me. And she's like, just go do this. And so there was a lady at the WIC office who just was like, I'm just so curious about you. I don't know what it is. And she pulled me into her office and we had a conversation and she taught me how to take money from my paycheck and put it in a separate bank account that wasn't like traceable so that I could squirrel money away to leave my situation. And so I did that for three months and I packed up Savannah just shortly well, I guess it was only like two and a half months, but it was like just shortly after Christmas and Savannah and I moved back um, to our hometown. My mom then had her own place and I stayed with my mom for a few months and I started working in the restaurant and it took about, yeah, three months living with my mom. I got my own place with Savannah. It's like this cute little 500 square foot apartment and it was two bedrooms and it was so tiny, but I was so proud of it. And um I was, so I was 18 and then at 
the restaurant, I had met a man who was significantly older than me and seemingly fell in love with him. And I mean, I fell in love with him as an 18 year old falls in love with an older man. And um, about nine months into that of like, I don't know, it's just fun. I got pregnant again with Paxton. And this man's MO, I mean, the first things out of his mouth were, I don't have money for an abortion today, but in two paychecks, I will. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, there was also the wrestle of like, I don't know, like, I really don't know that I could give up my child. And there were, there were moments where an abortion was scheduled and then I'd cancel and I schedule and I'd cancel. And ultimately I'm like, I, I just feel like I'm, my choice is to keep this baby. And I remember, um, I remember finding out he was a boy and I was so scared. I'm like, what am I going to do with a boy? I don't know how to be a boy mom. And when he was born, I got like two extra days in the hospital with him. And I just remember like looking at him and being like, oh my gosh, like I, this is love. This is love between a mother and a child. And I was so proud of myself in that moment of just like, just knowing, just trusting my inner wisdom that I was going to be able to make it work. Um, And we could do this and we chose each other. And so I have Paxton and Savannah and they're like two under two. Um, I think Paxton was probably about nine months old and I met Sarah. And so she's been in Paxton's life for 12 and a half years now. Um, and so that was pa- right around. Pause, Casey, what yeah. happened to Paxton's dad after you're pregnant? Oh. <laughs> Okay. So yeah. So after I got pregnant with Paxton, I, his dad was just totally in and out. Um, he was with other women. He ended up like dating another pregnant woman. Um, and so ultimately he just was not interested. So he didn't show up for the birth. It was just Paxton and I, Savannah's dad and I were back together. Um, he intended on adopting Paxton and then just never showed up at the hospital. The cool part about that I'll get to because Paxton is now going to be adopted. And so it feels like it's just like this really unique story for him. Um, so then I meet Sarah. It's like, Oh, am I gay? Like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. This is kind of new. And, um, but yeah, I didn't know anybody in my life outside of like people within the restaurant. So I was open to it and very curious. And then Sarah and I had been in the church and that was when we had learned like how bad it was to be together. Um, and did Sarah know she was gay at that point? Totally. She had, she had been, she had been married to a man before. Oh, wow. Once they got divorced, she was like, maybe not. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. And so how did you two meet? We met at the bar. Oh, cool. Okay. And so then did you, were you friends at first or what? Um, yeah, I mean, there was like an instant connection 
Uh, mm. She says I made eye contact with her and she just knew. And I was just like trying to ask her a question to like make sure, I don't know, I was safe. So it was like, so there was an in- instant connection of like, I think this woman is going to have my back and protect me. And she like was like, ooh, there's something about this woman. And so mm. we would, we were friends back and forth for, I don't know, maybe like a month and a half, just chatting back and forth. And then it was like, oh yeah, this could really work. I don't know. I didn't know that part of the story. So I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> it's a lot of drama. <laughs> um, and she lived where Savannah's dad was from. Mm. And I was back in Grand Rapids. So it's just like, there's so many connections. Um, So Paxton's dad, while he didn't show up at the hospital, he was around a little bit for the first like three and a half years of his life. It took about six to eight weeks after he was born before he saw him for the first time. And then it was just an in and out back and forth story. And then one day he just stopped showing up. And so Sarah really, truly has been his second parent this entire time. Um, Shortly after getting into the church, though, Sarah and I were like, yeah, it's fine. She just honored me. I don't know that Sarah ever believed that it was wrong to be gay. I had the inner wrestle and she just wanted to honor me. Um, So Sarah and I decided to break up. She honors me. Um, I then shortly after start dating. Lila's dad. Um, we had worked together. We had dated about six months, got engaged, got married, did everything the right way. It's according to like the church, right? Get pregnant on our honeymoon. I have her, I don't know, nine months later. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and we weren't married long. I think we got divorced and we got married in October of 2010, and our divorce was final in April of 2013. Um, and I kind of knew immediately that I, I wanted out of the marriage, but again, a lot of church hurt within it. Like you have to stay married. It's bad to get a divorce, you know, give it your all. And so I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to give it my all. I can't be gay. I can't be gay. Guys, stay married to a man, right? Head down, read the Bible. Um, and so, and, and so ultimately I ended, I ended the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 2013 now. 2013. Okay. <laughs> so then what happens? 2013. What happens We've got two years that? until you meet me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hmm. When do you and Sarah get back together? Um, I don't even know. Like sometime between there. Yeah. We stayed friends the entire time right like Mm. she was the first person that knew I was pregnant um with Lila so we talked all the time so I kind of lose track of time of when we actually got back together but I would have to say it was sometime in 2014 she finally moved in with me Mm. um and so yeah because I was working at the chiropractor's office and we had been together probably about nine months, like living together at that point. And she fully supported me trying to quit the office going 100% into Beachbody. And 
there's not, there's not much excitement in between getting divorced in that moment. Yeah. And so then that's when we, we come together. Yeah. We, so we come together. You're accepting your gay. Yeah. You were stepping into things of motherhood. I forget how we worded the goal at the time, but of just like being a better mom. I don't know. Yeah. Being better, that. being present and yelling. Less. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And so then after those first three months of coaching, I remember you had decided at that point you wanted to be a coach. Yeah. Yes. So I took the yes. strength finders quiz mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, some, a lot of this makes sense. Cause growing up, a lot of my friends always came to me for advice and like, and then I had kids first. So then when my friends were starting to have kids, they were coming to me for advice for that. And there was just something powerful about coaching. And I'm like, oh, like, I feel like then based on my strengths, this could be a really good fit for me. Plus, I like have an entrepreneur mind. I was in like beach body coaching. Um, and so I reached out to you and asked like, hey, based on my strengths and what you know so far about me, Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be a good fit? And you were like, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I'm looking, I was looking back through our Facebook messages from forever ago, Casey. And I was like sending you stuff of like, Hey, Casey, go listen to this podcast. Hey, Casey, go do this. I'm like, wow, I forget. I totally did that. And then I remember at that point, you knew you wanted to be a coach. And there was this part of me that I knew that when you paid the 597, that that was big. And I really wanted you to do the next coaching process. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to you and I think I said, let's barter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did like some admin hours for me and I was like, just come in, just come in authentically awesome. <laughs> like I will coach you and you know, I'll help you start building your coaching business. And I started teaching you how to coach yes. like on the <laughs> side, which like blows my mind. We did that because at the time I had gone through coach training um, two years prior. And then I had also been trained to train coaches for my coaching school. And then I ended up never pursuing that. So if anyone thinks like I'm training coaches, I'm not, but I pursued it with you. I was like, well, let me just see how this goes. And I remember like creating PowerPoints for you. And I remember it being like a weekday, we would sit down and I'd be like, okay, Casey, here's how you ask questions. And here's how you create space. And you know, here's how you do all the things. Right. Um, and then after authentically awesome, I remember you starting to step into this role as a coach. Mm-hmm. And um, then you and I kind of parted ways for a while. Like I got consumed with getting married and I had my own mental drama going on with the up level I had seen with y'all in that group. And um, then I was just focusing on like getting new people through the system. And so what happened during those years, Casey? when we kind of weren't in touch as much. Yeah, I think um, it was like, I knew the tools that I could use. Oh, let's Mm -hmm. go back though. So yes, I like start stepping into this coaching role. And then I'm like, I had so much drama around not knowing if I was doing it right or not having the certification. And um, like, I don't know how to get clients, right? Like I just had, I had a lot of mind drama around it. And so I was like, yeah, I can't do this. It's not meant for me. Um, And Sarah and I had, we were working on selling our house 
So there was a lot of like, let me just take care of that stuff. Um, sold our house, moved into our new home, renovated this home. Um, did you and Sarah break up at one point? We did. Did you stay together? We broke up after we may have, we may have broke up before we sold the house. Yeah, I thought so. Cause I think after authentically awesome, you were like, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to break up with Sarah. And I was like, okay, Casey, if you need me, reach out. Yes. And I was like, okay, go do your thing. Cause that was at the time too. And I was like, okay, everybody go fly. Like I I was so worried. Everyone was going to be codependent on me. Go fly. Don't come back. But if you need me, like email me or something, we can do one-off sessions, but like, I'm not here to support you long-term. Right. Yeah. 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 And so then that's shortly after that. Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah. And then it was like, what's Casey doing? I remember then like you were selling hair products and I'm like, why is Casey selling hair products? Like, and I just, I saw you from afar, just kind of like not step into that power. And even when you're like, oh, Lindsay, I want to be certified and get the certificate. I'm like, Casey, seriously, you went through the whole thing that we would give someone a certification for. I remember even you coaching other people and I would like listen to the recording of mm-hmm. it. And I'd be like, okay, Casey, do this. And you would coach me and I would give you feedback. And yeah, you just had a lot of mind drama. And again, like I was so new in the game. I was like, okay, she, like, she's got to figure this stuff out versus <laughs> like continually coaching you. Yeah. Um, but let's do go back to those first six months. They were messy on my part when I look at it as a coach, but they were powerful. Super powerful. Yeah. I was going back and I was looking at your testimonial from that time. And it was along the lines of as a little girl, I had gone to therapy so mm-hmm. many times and I got more, I think you even said in like the first three months than you had ever gotten in therapy. Absolutely. Is that right, Casey? Yeah. 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 And I remember too, you saying something of like, this is the first time I'm really starting to believe in myself. Yeah. 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 So it kind of like changed the game for you enough to start living a a bit of an authentic life. Yeah. Cause it was something that I could always like bounce back to, right? Like if I Mm -hmm. got stuck in my patterns or the way that I was thinking, I could like go back and be like, no, I can do this thing. Sarah used to be like, do you need a weekend to go have a release? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I, you know, you just, you just seem really sad. You just need a release. And I just remember her like, you know, like calling back in the tools um, because they worked and she, mm-hmm. she could see the difference. So the sad part is, is that yes, after authentically awesome, Sarah and I did break up and there was still a lot of mind drama. I was like, ultimately I just decided because I was still so wrapped in the church that it wasn't okay and acceptable for me to be gay. Um, And I think then what happened, why I didn't fully step into the coaching role was because then I couldn't be authentic. I remember telling you, Mm -hmm. I didn't ever want to coach somebody who is wrestling with their sexuality because it felt so hard. I could never tell somebody that it was wrong to be gay. And it was like, I knew that, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell myself that I couldn't tell myself that it was wrong to tell myself that it's wrong to be gay. Um, and, and eventually I left the church and, and then I thought that when Sarah and I had sold our home and moved into this home and we thought that we had found this beautiful church that was 
um, LGBT inclusive and, um, and they really claimed that they were. And, and so at that point, Sarah and I were kind of like butting heads, but it had nothing to do with wondering about our sexuality. And that was the first time. So this would have been, um, 2018, the summer of 2018, Sarah and I split up for the last time and she moved out. Um, and it was the first time that we had broken up, not based on our sexuality or my inner rest. So it was just like, we didn't have the tools of figuring out how to be, be okay together. Um, and so she moved out. I got hired as the kids pastor at this church and I was so excited because I, I love kids so much. Like kids bring me so much joy, like give me a baby to like hold and coo over. And I'm just like in awe. And so it just felt so powerful. Like, okay, I can, like, this is an amazing church and I get to teach these kids and I get to teach them how to like live their authentic life. Right. Like teach them these really cool lessons in life of like how to just, how to just be how to be themselves. And, and so I was really excited about this role and this position. Um, and it took about two months and Sarah had contacted me and I'm like, Oh, I miss this woman. Like I just miss her so much. And we were talking, um, it was right around Thanksgiving. And I was like, I think I'm ready to tell the pastors that you and I are back together. Maybe you can start coming to the church with us. And And then I was like, something deep inside of me was like, don't do it. Um, And the way things unfolded, I'm so glad I didn't, because I really think that I would have been talked out of being with her. But in 2019, the Methodist church decided to say that leaders and pastors in the church that were gay could no longer have their positions. And in that moment, I had decided to post on Instagram, sticking up for these leaders being like, I'm so sorry that this has happened to you because right. Like I'm finally like, okay with my sexuality and God and the church. And like, I know I'm loved by God in the universe and like fully accepted and I can accept myself. And I love this woman. And, and because this church said that they're LGBT friendly, right. They have like five handfuls of gay people within their congregation. And so I immediately get a phone call stating that like, I'm only allowed to post truth on Instagram (laughs) and that I'm, and it's my own personal Instagram, first of all, but also I'm, I'm representing their church. And so I was really confused because I'm like, why am I the kids pastor? Right? Like, why am I the kids pastor if you don't actually believe that LGBT lead like people can be leaders and pastors within churches? Like I'm totally blown away by this. And um, I, I'm like, I remember being like, I'm the B. I am bisexual. And it was like the first time it ever really came out of my mouth. And he's like, oh, we just assumed that like Jesus has saved you because you and Sarah broke up in the summer. And I just remember being like so mind blown that I didn't like catch it. But rather than falling into like the church's drama about my sexuality, I said, I'm done. They said that I couldn't have the role if I was going to be gay. 
And I just chose Sarah in that moment. And well, I chose myself, but ultimately like I can be with this woman and it didn't take long before I had went and purchased a ring so that I could propose to her and we got married. Yeah. So pause, pause everyone. (laughs) So at this point, um, so we had parted in like early 2016. I went and did my own thing. I had a baby took off time. You were doing your own thing. And we came back together. You and I did around this time. It was, I think spring 2019. So it had mm-hmm. been three years later. God, that went by fast. Yeah. That seemed like a blink of an eye. And you came back to me and you said, Lindsay, I've been working at this church. And I remember getting on a call with you because I was like trying to get my business up and running again. And you had a lot of tears. I remember that call, Casey. I remember yeah. like I had Kleenex and I was like wiping the tears because like you couldn't see me because you were just telling me of like, this is what I've been through the past few months. Like it was intense. Like now you talk about it kind of like you're past it. Right. But at the time, like that was, it was deep and it was even deep for me of like holding space for you of like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you've been through this. And then you were accepting it even more. And then that's when a few weeks later, you were like, you think you posted on our community or something. You were like, I just proposed this there. And I remember the pictures and, <laughs> and you were like, I'm so glad I got, you know, this coaching that helped me like get to this place. Of course it was your own doing right. The coaching just got you in alignment. Um, but yeah. And then I was like, wow, this is like a different Casey. Like, I remember thinking that as like, Casey's in a different headspace. And you then went back through the programs, self-study. Like we would do a couple one-on-one calls here and there mm-hmm. from that. And so we were starting to get in contact more again. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to fast forward to like summer 2020, but what, what else do you want to say in there, Casey? <laughs> no, then we can fast forward to 2020 because well, what was so important and such a gift, Lindsay, is that I feel like you were the first human being Right, like I live in the Bible Belt of Michigan. And so for whatever reason, I just always struggled with my sexuality. But I feel like you were the first person to really see me and like let me know that it was safe to be. And so even if in those years I still wrestled, it was like I knew I could trust you and I knew I could go to you. And I knew that is as heartbreaking as it was for me, and I knew it would be heartbreaking for you that you would be able to hold that space for me to to be able to be like, I made the right decision. Let me process the emotions that have happened from, you know, the church so that I could fully step into like making the decision of marrying Sarah and, and, and not having to look back. And, And it was just, so I'm so grateful for you and for the way that you just are inclusive and you love like going back to like, you are a life lover, right? Like you love and you show up and, and it's received in such a beautiful way. And I'm grateful for you for that. Woo, Casey girl. <laughs> and then we can fast forward. To okay. But let's go back to that. Let's go back to that because I, it's so funny because you told me that just a few months ago was like, you were the first person that made me feel safe and seen. I think you wrote it on an Instagram post. And I was like, I had no idea. And because to me, when you were coming in, you were wrestling with your sexuality, like you had a lot of mind drama about it. And to me, I was like, what's the big deal? So what? You're bisexual. 
And, that, and like at the time, I wasn't as well versed in the tool, the model that I teach around the podcast and teach my clients a lot of like, you know, it's just our thoughts, creating our feelings and seeing it that way. Um, but yeah, going back to it, it's like, that's what I was doing. You were swimming in this pool of all this drama. You kind of wanted to pull me in the drama in some ways because so many others are like, yes, Casey, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I'm like, okay, so you're, you like, you love Sarah. You want to marry Sarah. And like knowing that that made such an impact on you, like to me, it was just like another day, like moving <laughs> on. And I was just like, man, that's so cool. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, to knowing, because, you know, I'm in Texas, I'm in the Bible belt for sure. Mm-hmm. And you like, we have that commonality yeah. in a way of like, we're surrounded with it. And I had to go back on something because when we coached the very first time, I remember you sent me this beautiful card and I had it on a board for a long time. And you said something like, not only have you impacted my lives, but the lives of my children. And I remember like taking it and like pacing it and looking at it every day of like, wow. Cause again, you were in my first group of clients, like, wow, I'm making this impact. And also in that you had sent me a book and it was called like the, the circle prayer or something prayer circle. Oh, um, Jesus circle, Jesus. I don't something, know. I don't know. Oh, you sent me the this book. prayer circle. Yes. Yes. And I remember when we were coaching, you were very much into the religion and stuff. And when you sent me that book and stuff, I'm like, remember thinking in the back of my head, why is Casey trying to make me religious? <laughs> like, but that's how, how, how like you were in depth in it, yep. you know? Yep. Um, and even like say, yeah, it was like a lot about prayer. We were, you would talk about. And then when you sent me that book, I'm like, Casey, like, I'm not like into that world. Like that's totally cool. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just the so funny circle. now. Yes. It's so funny now because you've evolved yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Okay. So then at this point, it's summer 2020. So I guess we had kind of worked together a little bit. 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, I came to my old clients and I said, guys, gals, really gals, <laughs> guys, I've had this download. <laughs> I want to start this program called living the dream just for old clients. And I, I remember when I would write those emails, it was like, I was on fire. Like, this is what I wanted. And I'd wanted it from the very beginning when I started coaching of like, it starts with an unstoppable woman for 90 days, authentically awesome for 90 days. And then you go into the living the dream. And then like, that's what we do forever and ever and ever. But I didn't feel like I was ready to hold that space yet. I didn't feel like y'all were ready yet. And so again, I pitched this and... um Again, you and I had been in contact. It was really casual though. And then I had this dream about you one night. Do you remember this? Is this the one where Paxton and Izzy were at like a dance? It was like a, yeah, it was something like something. that. I mean, it was so, it was like, I was at this place. I was, I saw Paxton and I'm like, oh my gosh, Casey's here. Casey's here. And I'm like in my dream, just like, I think I was crying maybe. I was just like, where's Casey? I've got to see Casey. I've got to see Casey. And I woke up and I was like, man, I haven't had an intense dream like that in a really long time. And I was like, why do I feel so called from a soul level to feel like I need to feel this connection with Casey? And at the time, like I said, I was pitching living the dream. You hadn't signed up for a consult yet. And there was this part of me that I was like, come on, Casey, come on. Like you would be so good for this. Come on, Casey, come on. And then I think you like got one of the last spots. 
for a consult. And I remember us getting on that consult and you had told me like what you had been up to more in detail. Cause I knew at that point you were going to go to what, what's your school called Casey? Remind me. Uh, the vitalist school of psycho spiritual transformation. Yes. Yeah. And you had also gotten certification and what's, and I got certification in the quantum healing hypnosis therapy, which is like past life hypnosis and then holistic counseling. Yes. Okay. So at that point you had already gotten some of that. Yeah. Right. And you came to me on that consult and you're like, okay, Lindsay, I'm like ready to step into this. And I remember again, thinking on that consult, I even wrote, I have to show you the note one day and I wrote ready to pop. And you were like, I want to do this business. And you were, you had some like money thoughts. Do you remember this? <laughs> yep. And you're like, I just can't charge that much. And I'm like, are you kidding me, Casey? You know how much I would pay for some of this stuff? Like I would fly to Michigan and pay you a thousand dollars to do X, Y, Z. And again, like, I didn't think that much of it because I was just like, I was just coaching you. And then we got off the call and I remember you being like on fire. Yep. Is what you said. And then you joined Living the Dream. And I was like, cool, this is going to be fun. So let's kind of talk about what's happened over just really the last six months since yeah. that happened. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I think, waited till like the very last day to sign up for a consult. Because I was like, I can do it on my own. I have made so many investments already this year. And like, don't have FOMO. I don't have to have FOMO. I don't. I don't have to join this group, but yeah, like definitely something deep within was like, no, you really need to go through living the dream. So I, I get off the consult and I'm on fire and then like immediately somebody hires me to like, for me to coach them. And then another person reached out. And then I think there were three people before like the first living the dream call. And I was like, what the heck? Because what had happened before that? Had you had any clients yet? No, not since like 2017. Wow. Right. So like three years have gone by. And I, I mean, once I, when I was going through the trainings and stuff for holistic counseling and quantum healing, I had to like work with like free clients, mm -hmm. right. To like practice, but paying clients, no. And, and even so, I was still just like thinking I would like start the business, you know, at the end of living the dream <laughs> or like, halfway yeah, because that was your goal. It was like, I'll, I'll, I'll leave by spring. Right. And I will have made by the end of the year, I think it was like what, 30, 40 K. Uh, yeah, 30 K. And then you were like, well, if you do another 6,000, you'll have taxes covered. So you can, you can at least have 30 K. So 36 K in a year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So then you joined living the dream. Yep. And from what I gathered from the ladies, cause I had a welcome video. I was like, listen, the coaching style is different. Like we're going all in. This is what it means. Like da, 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 da. And you took that seriously. Like yep. you took of like, I'm going all in seriously and you have done everything I've asked and more. Mm -hmm. to the full extent yep. and kind of describe to us what's happened, Casey. Yeah. So it was like, if I'm going to, you said, 
to treat it like a million dollar investment. And so for me, I'm like, I'm working full time. And now all of a sudden, magically, I'm like seeing clients. I have three kids. I work first shift in a dentist. Sarah works second shift. So we're on opposite schedules. So I come home from work and it's just the kids and I, and I'm like, all right, I'm committed. I'm going to do this. And so the going all in, I'm so thankful that you have the material on the podcast because that saved me. Like that was a game changer. I'm like, I can listen. I can listen on the road and sometimes happen to like take in the stuff multiple times. And so what has changed in the last six months? Um, Sarah and I are like, it just feels so good to finally like really embrace her as my wife. Um, like this is my person and I am proud of her and I am proud of the way that she loves me. Um, she's going to be adopting Paxton. Um, like just so many beautiful, authentic decisions have been made. I'm leaning into her, like, I don't have to be so controlling. I don't have to like call the shots. I can like listen to her and like let her take the lead and then I can take the lead when I need to. So it's like this beautiful dance. And and I'm being able to like use some of the coaching stuff with the kids and the things that I'm learning in school with the kids. And so I just feel like my whole household is just like up leveling, right? Like Sarah mm-hmm. got a $7 an hour raise. Um like just, I don't know. just like, I'm just like, this is the life that like in 2015, I knew in my belly, like I could live. And so I just feel like, like rapidly because six months is really not that long a time period. I've just really, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can just like be my authentic self. And I can show up my wife and I can show up on Instagram. I can step into my business. I went all into my business. I'm leaving the dentist April 30th. And so I've been working full time and taking clients on as much as I can. Let's pause there, Casey. Sure. How much money have you made? (laughs) So it's just under $20,000. Nice. Yeah. And a lot of that was in one month. Uh, yeah. So well, the month of January and February, so two months, but yeah. Yeah. So 10 K January in essence, 10 K February. Yep. No big deal. No big deal. What did you say the other day? How much money had you ever, like the most money you'd made in your life before? Um, was $28,000 in a year. Yeah. So yet you made that in like two months. In two months. And so that's how I'm like, this work is working and I'm so in alignment and in my purpose. Yeah. So you are the example of (laughs) like why I have the process the way it is now of like unstoppable, authentically awesome, living the dream. And that's what was missing last time was like before it was authentically awesome. You guys are, you know, your authentic self, you know, the puzzle of you, you have the dreams you want to go dream, go dream them like, or go live them. Right. (laughs) And then you guys are like, okay, thanks, Lindsay. Like, I think I got this. And I'm like, yes. Okay. Don't be codependent. You go do your thing. And then now it's like, okay, now we're going to live this motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> really. 
And so then it's like, okay, let's go. Let's go. You've got the, you've got the authentic self. You're in alignment. You know what you want. Let's go. And then it's just like massive growth if you're ready for it, right? If you go all in, that's what I've gotten on some of the other ladies about in the group of like, okay, you've got to show up for coaching. You've got to do your tools. You've got to do the thing. Like we're putting our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's like, that's why the process is the way it is. You just had to wait until I figured it out, Casey. (laughs) I'm so glad you figured it out. Yeah. Because even like the coaching calls, like what, like four calls a month. And I'm like, I, if I don't apply, I'm like, yep. Anybody who's not on, like, I'll take their spot. No problem. Because for me, it's just like, I'm all in. And, and I feel like for me, it's like what I have to lose is my whole future. So if I don't go all in like the dream, like I might as well just like set the dreams aside. And I have such big dreams for my life and my children and my family and the legacy I want to leave in this lifetime. And it was just like, it just all clicked. Like last year I claimed in 2020, it was going to be the year of massive healing and living the dream program was just like the, the final piece that I needed of the puzzle of 2020. And so it's like, that was massive healing and 2021 is massive growth. And, and I just, I feel so excited about my life and where I'm headed and the lives that I get to change. And I'm, I'm just really thrilled and excited. Yeah. <laughs> Dang girl. It's been a journey to get here. That's why I wanted you to go into your like, in depth. we were going an hour. It was only supposed to be 30 minutes, but I was like, but I'm like, people have got to hear this story because, and granted we only have this container, but if they knew like the true before and after of Casey Joy, it's been remarkable to watch you. Like even just the past six months, I'm like, damn, this is so fun, Casey. Like, look at you. Like, and that's what's so fun about the coaching relationship when a client is all in. It's like, yes, let's go, let's go. Um, as a as a coach, it's like you you can't help but get super excited because you know they're gonna do the work, you know they're gonna apply the work, and you know they're gonna get the results. And so then it's like the money just seems like nothing, like, like piddly. So in our next episode, we are going to be talking about you as a coach, including that I have recently hired you and you do your own coaching sessions and living the dream now because you bring in a totally other component that I don't have, which is body work. I'm all in the mind. You have this body element. And you work with my one-on-one clients. Most of them don't know that until I get to a certain point. I'm like, surprise, you get a bonus session with Casey. I'm just like (laughs) this added extra thing. And the ones who have already had it, they come back to me, Casey, and they're like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, that was so amazing. Yeah. And so we're going to get into all that next week about body work and how Casey's even my coach. How did I forget that? (laughs) (laughs) How I recently hired Casey. The student has become the teacher and what she has helped me create and just, gosh, like three or four months that we worked together. Three months. Three months. Three months. Yeah. And so get ready for that one, my friends. <laughs> um, so Casey, thanks for coming on today and sharing your story in depth with us and your coaching journey. 
if you had to leave one message to anyone out there that's like, okay, maybe I should do this coaching thing, what would you say? Just if you're like, if you're questioning it, you should just do it. There's like trust, there's something beautiful about being able to trust your intuition, about being able to trust that, like, I call it like the seed, the small voice within of like, you know, you're meant for greatness. You don't know how to get there. And coaching will help you get there. Coaching is just like, here's the pathway. Let me just open up all the doors. And so I just, I believe wholeheartedly if you have just like the smallest inkling to just do it. Yeah. It's so true. It opens up all the doors, all the doors. It gives you all the tools too. When the doors close and you're like, wait a second, how do I get that door open again? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get that. And then it's like massive growth. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Casey. Yeah, thank you. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.